understand that God has given us feelings. I understand that, that, we, that we go off of feel, touch, smell, see, you know, anything. But let me tell you something. There's a deeper side to this. There, there's a deeper side to living uh, uh, in, for God. There, there's a deeper, there's a spiritual sense, folks. It's not just what you can see. It's not just what you can feel. There's a spiritual side to everything. Amen? And again, I understand that God gave us feelings. We don't live or we don't go off of the feelings. When Jesus was in the desert, he was being tempted by Satan, and Satan told him, if you really are the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus, I know, I know you've gone through this, through this whole uh, rigmarole. You know, you've been fasting. You're out here seeking the face of God. But if you're really the Son of God... If you're really the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Satisfy your flesh. Satisfy your needs. Satisfy your desire. That's what, that's what Satan was trying to tell him. You know, uh, so why didn't he tell him that? So you know, he, you know Jesus was hungry. You know that he had a need for food at that time. You go on a fast for a while, and let me tell you something. You're, you, that, that cheeseburger that's rolling around in your mind, it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste good when you bite into it. Amen? Praise God. But what did Jesus say? Jesus told Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's the word of God, folks. It's not just about appeasing your flesh. It's not uh, just about uh, what feels good to me. You know, I, I can't remember who, who said it stuff, but it's, you know, if it feels good, just do it. Just do it. If it feels good, just do it. There's a lot of times in prayer where you're not going to feel like getting down on your knees and praying. There's a lot of times where you're not going to feel like fasting. But is it necessary? You better believe it is. You know, you better believe it is. You got to pray to stay and you got to fast to last. Like Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. So back to our story. All the woman saw in her circumstances, though, well, she couldn't get out of her mindset. She couldn't see past her problem. I don't have anything, prophet. The only thing I have is just this little cruise of oil. Just this is all I've got. And I've got my sons here. It's just us. There's nothing else to it. Do you ever get that way? You can't see past your problems. You can't see past the things that are dead set in front of you. It, it, it's the small things that, that sometimes feel like they are so gigantic in your life. They, they, it just, it just it comes upon you. I don't know if you're sick in here today, but let me, let me tell you something. Sometimes you, the sickness that, that comes upon you, stuff, you can't see anything. You can't see anything else but that, oh, man, i got to go to church. But I'm, I'm feeling so sick today. I don't know if I can make it. Let me tell you something. Try and make it anyway. Try and make it anyway. You want a healing? You'll, you'll never know about healing and stuff unless you actually go ahead and give it over to God. Amen? So what did she do? She sought out the man of God for counsel and a plan she couldn't see at that time. She came before, she came before the man of God and, and, and just basically told him everything that was on her heart and said, I, I've got this problem and I don't know what to do. And, and you know my husband served you and... and, and I've got these creditors coming. They're going to take my sons away. They're going to take the only livelihood, the only thing that's going to support me away. So why did she do that? Why did she come and ask the man of God? Well, because a man of God has vision of what is right. A man of God has understanding of what God would want or think. A man of God can see things in faith. Hosea 4 and 6 says this, My people... Listen to me now. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now, knowledge here is described as knowledge, perception. There's that word again. Perception, skill, discernment, understanding, wisdom. Let me speak to you men of God today. You need to be in prayer. 
You need to be fasting. You need to be seeking after the will of God and what is the mindset of Christ today. 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 Amen. I'm telling you right now, if, 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 you're, if you're in the ministry, even if, if you're being used of God, you need to be on your face before God. You need to be seeking after the will of God. You need to be doing this. Why? Because it's not about you. It's about the church. It's about what God is doing. It's about the movement of God. It's about the being led of the Spirit of God. And how are you going to know that this person over here needs the Holy Ghost unless God moves upon you? How are you going to know that this person over here needs healing unless God moves upon you? I want you to go pray for this person. I want you to go and lay hands on this person. I want them to receive the Holy Ghost. How are you going to know that if, if, all, you, if all you're seeing is your problems? If all you're seeing is what you see in the mirror and, and you don't like what you see, and that's understandable. I understand that sometimes. But let me tell you something, folks. Whenever you go ahead... And you focus on your problems instead of focusing upon the Word of God. Instead of focusing on faith, instead of focusing on being led of the Spirit of God, you're blocking what God is trying to do, not only in your life, but in the lives of somebody else who's reaching for God. And you, you, you are the element God uses to reach for that person. Only you, I don't know how many times I've said this before, but it's only you who can reach a certain person. Only you because of your testimony, because of your influence, because of, of, of the word that, that they see in you, because of your lifestyle, because of what you talk about. And let me tell you something, you ought to be talking about the word of God. You ought to be talking about what God has done for you in your life. You ought to be talking about all the great and wonderful things that God is doing at your church. Oh, let me tell you something, church. We, we, we need to be more thankful. We need to be thankful to God for what He's doing. Let me tell you something. He didn't have to give you a nice building. He didn't have to give you clothes on your back. He didn't have to give you all this stuff. But He loves you. You are His children. Hallelujah. You need to be in prayer, men of God. You need to be seeking after the will of God. You need to be seeking after the mindset of God. It is vital. It is important. It is important today. People are going to be coming to you for answers, and you need to be ready for that. You need to not only shine your light, but have that answer that they are needing in this time of trouble. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. This world is growing darker and darker and darker. And there's only so much time left. I can't, I can't stress that enough. I can't, I, can't, I can't put that out of my mind. The night is coming. The night is coming. I, I, I heard a man of God one day as he was preaching. And he starts talking about how the world is getting darker and how the night is coming. And where nobody can work in the night is, is what he was saying. How, how dark it's getting. And it kept rolling over my mind. It, it kept, and I can still hear him say today, the night is coming when no man can work. The night is coming. It's getting darker and darker out there today, church. Are you being a light? Come on. Are you being a light? Proverbs 9 10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of holy, excuse me, of the holy is understanding. Now, what does that mean right there, the fear of the Lord? Am I supposed to fear God? Well, no, no. That's, that's not exactly what it's talking about. Now, what that's talking about is reverence. Reverence, reverence. I, I revere the Lord. I don't, I'm not scared of God that He's going to be pounding me on top of the head or beating me or, or uh, you know, just ridiculing me every every time I make a mistake. No, what, what that's talking about is God. I find I I come before God in, in reverence and and just awe. 
fantastic awe of, of, of what he has done and, and who he is. He's the almighty God. He's the everlasting father. He's your counselor. He wants to give you so much. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. You need to be ready, man of God. You need to be ready in the word of God more than ever today. Say amen. 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 Go borrow the vessels is what the man of God told her. Go borrow the vessels. A vessel here is described as something that is empty, that can carry something of value. A vessel has to be empty. It has to be clean. It has to be void of anything that is impure. So you can put something inside it, something that you can carry. He gave her a plan of action. She couldn't see anything, but he, he knew what to do. He knew what to do. He gave her a plan of action. Go get every vessel that you can from your neighbors and pour out into all those vessels and set aside that which is full. After you pour this thing into this vessel, set it aside. After you pour into this vessel, set it aside. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Pour into it until finally there are no more vessels. And she called for her son and said, bring me yet another vessel. And he said, there's nothing else left, Mom. There's nothing else left. I can't pour into anything else because we don't have anything else. And then the oil stayed. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you real quick, child of God. Take what you have and pour into into the vessels. Saint of God, what do you have in your vessel today? Let me ask you that. What do you have in your vessel? What do you have in your vessel? What are you transporting around? What are you carrying around with you today? Are you carrying the things that you shouldn't like doubt, remorse, hidden bitterness? Are you carrying anger towards your brother or your sister? Are you carrying frustration that things aren't going your way that you want them to? Come on. Oh, I know I'm hitting somebody with this thing now. I'll tell you what, there's so many, there's so many times that, that, that it comes across that uh, you're, you're not in the place that you want to be. You don't, you don't understand why you're in this place right here. Or, or you know, things are going good at church, and, but I'm just not being used the way I want to be used. Or, uh, you know, things aren't going this way at my job the right way. Or, or I'm, I'm having difficulty with this situation or that situation. Let me tell you something. God knows every single thing. God's put everything in His plan. Hallelujah. So let me ask you this. Or rather, are you carrying faith? Do you have joy? Is there fire shut up in your bones? Can you give a testimony about what God has done? Do you have a testimony? Anybody in the house, do you have a testimony? Come on now. Hallelujah. Do you have a testimony in your life for what God has done for you? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. Instead of actually focusing on the things that are negative, the things that happened, ED, past, that happened to you, they're in the past. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything about it. It's in the past. You need to let it go. Yes, I understand there's things, there's scars that you carry around. There's things that that just want to break you down, and and your mind keeps rolling over and over and over and over again. You, You need to take authority over that. You need to go ahead and, and cast that out. You need to cast all. The Bible says, casting all my cares upon him. Who's him? It's Jesus. You're casting all your care. Everything, everything that's going on in your life. Everything. Everything that's going on in your life. Cast your care upon him. Why? Because he careth for you. He's in love with you, church. You need to be able to reciprocate that love. How you do that, you you give them everything you got. You give them every single thing. You give them your mind, you give them your soul, you give them your heart. You give everything that you have to the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stop thinking about the things that have happened to you in the past. Let those things go. Give them over to God and watch God start working in your life. Start, start, start voicing faith. Start, start praising God for the things that he is doing in your life. Uh, well, Brother George, I don't know. I, I don't have really a lot of things to go ahead and to praise him about. Let me tell you something. You need to change your mindset. Change the way you think. Why? Because you're, you're blocking the blessings of God in your life. Let me tell you something. Everybody in this house, you've got something to praise God about. Well, how do you say that? Well, you're alive and breathing. You're alive and breathing. Yes, I understand that your life might, might have been rough in the past. Yes, I understand that things not, did not go the way that you wanted them to. But let me tell you something. God's still paving a way for you. He's still making a way. He's still opening up doors. He's still making a path. He's ordering your steps. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know what, church? you got to praise Him for those things. You gotta uplift him. You know what? You need to take your eyes off your problems and start thinking about Jesus. Start praising him. Get your eyes focused on God. Hallelujah. I'm gonna talk to you real quick about putting oil in your vessel. Oil in the Bible is used for a lot of things. You can use it to anoint somebody, you can prepare somebody for burial. The Bible says that you can pour in oil and wine for the purpose of binding up somebody's wounds. Also in the Bible, it, it talks in Revelation that it is a type of prayer. Hallelujah. So here we can understand in this, in this story, it is a type and shadow of the Holy Ghost in a carried vessel. What is that carried vessel? That carried vessel is you, folks. If you've repented, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, and you received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you are that vessel that God has chosen to put His, His, His Holy Ghost in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the vessel, child of God. In this story, it is something of great value, something that will help the woman and her children get out of the predicament that they are in. Are you in a predicament today? Are you? Do you have anything in your life that's just kind of just making you topsy-turvy and you don't know which way to go? You don't understand what, what, what's going on. Get in prayer. Get in prayer. Hello? Get in prayer. Prayer is going to help you. You're going to get in, in the presence of God. And if you release what you have unto God and truly give it to Him, He's, he's going to go ahead and take your, your focus off of that and it's going to be on Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A very great lady I, I, I knew growing up in Pentecost. Her name is, uh, uh, well, I call her Sister Lindy Sullivan. She taught me that when you're going through something in your life to get you out of that mindset that you're in of your problems, do something for somebody else. Do something for somebody else. Yes, you might have it rough, but you know what? There's always somebody else that has a little bit rougher than you. Somebody, somebody somewhere always, what, what's that saying? It, it, it goes, watch how you treat somebody else. And let me tell you something. The Lord has hit me with this several times. Watch how you treat somebody else because you never know what they're going through in their life. You don't know what, what, what the circumstances are in their life. And if you treat them bad, that's just something else that stacks right up on top of them. It's just another little... What's that called? Uh, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Don't be that extra straw, folks. Lift people up. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Lift people up. Lift them up. Tell them what a great job they're doing. How, how much it, it encourages you that you see them in church or how much their testimony has blessed you. 
I was talking to a, to a man yesterday, and 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 I, my my God, just seeing seeing the Lord work in this man's life, and, and just hearing him testify, and the, and and the way he's excuse me, the way he's just sitting there, he's so excited about what God's doing in his life. And, and let me tell you something, it builds you up. It increases your faith. It, 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 it focuses your eyes and your attention on God. And God, how great you are. Look at what you're doing for, the, for, for my brother. Look at what you're doing, Father. And, and, and you just want to praise God for just a little bit. And when you start praising God, when you focus your attention on Him, your problems slowly start to deteriorate. Your, that, that mountain that you think is your problem just starts to become a little bit of a molehill and then it's just it starts becoming flat why because you're focusing on God you're focusing on him your your eyes are focused on him it's not on the waves that are rocking you back and forth in a boat but praise God you're focusing on 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 the Lord hallelujah share your light with somebody hello share your testimony with somebody being a witness is not only living a life for Christ but also speaking to people about him and what he's done for you, for your family, for people that you know. you got to light that candle with fire. You see, it's when you pour out of yourself into another vessel, you're allowing God to move on another individual, if you would. You're blessing somebody else by telling them about Jesus. Right. Hello, right. anybody? Let me tell you something. This world, uh, above anything and everything else, above food, above water, above shelter, above uh, monetary, this this world needs Jesus. This world needs Jesus. Well, Brother George, we we need food. We need water. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things are going to be added unto you. What, what, are, the, what are these things he's going to add? He's, he's, going to, he's going to give you a job. He's going to give you a monetary provision. He's going to go ahead and give you food. He's going to give you water. He's going to give you shelter. He's going to give you all these things. But where's your focus at, church? Can you see, can you see Jesus through all this? Can you see the Spirit of God moving in your life? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the Old Testament, I'm still talking about oil here. So in the Old Testament, to get the oil for the lights, it took olive oil. So how do you get oil from olives, Brother George? Olives have to be put into a press. They have to be ground down and that, that there's water that comes out and there's oil. The oil will rise up on top. So, so the olives have to be squeezed. They have to be crushed until the oil comes out of them. Do you, do you want to know something here? Remember when I was talking about how the oil is representation of the Holy Ghost inside you. Do you know that the troubles and trials you're going through right now, the troubles and trials that you have gone through, is actually God squeezing you and trying to get that oil out, trying to get the Holy Ghost to come out in you. Excuse me, church. And it's trying to, trying to allow that, that Spirit of God to, to flow through you. Hallelujah. So when your life is rough, when, when you don't understand why you're going through this, when, when you, you can't get it, I don't get it, God. Why, why is this going on? You know, I'm doing everything right. I'm praying, God. I, you know, I've, I've got my five-little-minute prayer down. I'm reading the Word of God. I'm spending two or three minutes in the Word of God, and I'm, I'm just being facetious here, church. But I'm doing all these things, God. Why, why is this happening? Maybe God's just trying to draw you out a little bit more. Maybe God's trying to lead you just a little bit more. Come on, you can do it. 
Come on, you can do it. Yes, I know it's hard, but come on. Get your eyes off of the situation. Get your eyes off of this mountain. Come with me just a little bit farther. Walk with me just a little bit more. Take another step, son. Come to me, my daughter. Walk, 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 walk with me. This, this, in this life and stuff, we're talking about walking with the Lord, having a walk with Jesus. It takes you having enough faith to put one step in front of the other. One step in front of the other. But whenever you say, no, no, I can't do that. I can't take another step. <clears throat> I'm too hurt. You're giving up, church. You're giving up. Don't give up. Don't give up. These things are meant for the benefit of for you and for your life. If God didn't love you, let me tell you something. He wouldn't, he wouldn't allow you to go through this stuff. Right. Well, that sounds kind of crazy, Brother George. I don't, I don't get that. That's crazy. What do you mean if God, if God didn't love me, he wouldn't allow me to go through this stuff? Let me tell you something. God, God chastises his, his, his children. Yeah, and yes, I know that sounds a little bit off and stuff, but let me tell you something. How, how off does it sound to actually go ahead and, and to, to march around a, a kingdom or a city and stuff with the walls that are so thick that they had chariots, chariot races on top. Just don't say a word. You're just going to march around the stuff and do it for seven days. You're going to just, and on the eighth day and stuff, you're, you're going to go ahead and send out a shout of praise and the walls are going to come down. Doesn't that sound just a little bit crazy? Doesn't that sound just a little bit crazy? Now, when God allows you to go through these things, church, He's, he's, trying, to, he's trying to bring you from one place to another. And it's just one more stepping stone. One more place that you're getting to go. You're climbing the ladder up to heaven, if you would. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to cry out to God in prayer, church. When you go to your prayer closet, as the prophet told the woman, shut the door behind you. Rather, close off everything that, you would, that would hinder you from getting into the presence of God and pray. Get in your prayer room. Don't let anything, shut the phone off, turn the radio off, turn the TV off, block yourself off from the rest of the world. Get in your prayer closet. Seek the face of God. Seek the face of God. Get in the presence of God and pray. Relate. When Sister Torres was sitting there talking about, about uh, just talking to God, you know, it doesn't take a bunch of hallelujahs and a, and a, and a bunch of amens. To, you know what? God's just wanting you to spend some time with Him. He's just wanting you to spend some time with him. And, and yes, I understand so many things in our life are pulling us this way, pulling us that way. You know, you, you've got to take care. You've got to take the dog to the vet. And you you, you got to go help your neighbor move. And, and you know, you've you got to go to, uh, to work and you've got to do things at the church and so many things. But when you get to spend time in the presence of God, let me tell you something. All the problems that you have just start to melt away. When you get into the presence of the king and you just start to worship him, you, you, there's something about coming into the house of God. There's something about getting in the presence of God that all your problems seem to just float away. Hallelujah. Anybody, any, does anybody, uh, can anybody testify to that? Hallelujah. Amen. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm closing right now. I, I, I'm try, <laughs> I tried to give Sister Torres a little bit more time. This is a lot, a lot, quicker than what I thought I was going to go. Hallelujah. If it's anything I can go ahead and talk to you about, church, if you can take anything away from this, don't just go off of what you see. Don't just go off of what you feel or, or your five senses. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell you to, to go ahead and forego that stuff. 
what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes we need to look beyond where we're at in our life. We need to, we need to see the big picture. We need to see what God's trying to do in our life. What God's trying to do is he's trying to use you for somebody else. Did you know, uh, I've said this so many times as well, God didn't save you for, for you. God didn't save you for you. God saved you because only you can actually speak to another person. Right. Only you and your witness because of what you've done, what you've gone through in your life. You, you, that's your testimony and what, how God has, has drawn you out. Had God, has, how God has singled you out and brought you from where you were at to the place where you're at now so you can tell somebody about the goodness of God. How God has done something so miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. Go beyond that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second thing is that oil I've been I was talking about. That's the Holy Ghost. Get in. You're going to get it by getting into prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm I'm closing right now. Putting oil in your vessel. That's prayer, church. That's prayer. It's allowing the Spirit of God to lead you in your life. That's allowing the Spirit of God to get into you. And, and, and it's going to flow through you. You're going to be saturated with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, I want to go ahead and I want to open up. I'm going to open up these altars. And if you want to come pray, I want you to come pray. Come pray. Come seek the face of God. Don't, don't ignore what, God, what God's trying to do, how God's trying to speak to you in your life. Uh, I, I know there's certain things in our lives that try and draw us away from the Spirit of God. There, everybody has problems. Everybody has things in their life that draw, try and draw them away from God. Try and devote time to the Lord. Try and devote time to Him in prayer and, and just giving Him praise. I was talking with my sister-in-law. I love this young lady. She was sitting there talking. She said, "She said, George, I, you know, I, I've been. I, it's like I can't sleep at night. I, I go ahead and, and all of a sudden, you know, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning, and I, I knew instantly what it was. I was sitting there thinking to myself, the Lord's trying to get you up to pray. The Lord's trying to help you to understand. He needs you to pray right now. Do you know God needs you? Right. Do you know that your prayers are essential? Because." Because when you don't know what to pray and the Holy Ghost starts speaking through you and you start speaking in tongues, that's God, that's God moving through you. Those are essential prayers. When we don't know what to pray, and we just we allow the Spirit of God to go in and move through us and speak through us. And He's praying through us. That, that's, God, that's God working in your life. She told me, she said, I don't understand. You know, I, I just I wake up at, at 2 o'clock, 2 30 in the morning, my eyes just just pop open and and I just looked at her and I just started smiling. She goes, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I said, yeah, I do. I understand exactly what you're talking about. I said, do you know what that is? She goes, I don't, I don't know. I said, well, what do you do in that, search, in, that, in that circumstance? What do you do in that situation? She said, I don't, I don't know. I just started praying. I said, that's good. I said, do you, do you want to know what, what that is? And she goes, yeah, what? I said, that's God trying to wake you up to pray. That's God needing you to get up to pray. Because the Bible says God, God searched for a man throughout that would go ahead and stand uh, stand in, in, in uh, that would stand in the gap, the hedge that was broken. He would stand in the gap and pray. And that's what God's calling us to do nowadays, church.
that's what God's calling you to do, calling you to, to pray, to spend time with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I told her, I said, I said I'll tell you exactly what it is. That's God trying to, trying to get you up to pray. Somebody somewhere, uh, and, and I honestly believe that, somebody somewhere needs, needs prayer. You're covering somebody in prayer. You don't know who they are. You might not ever know until you get to heaven. But you're covering somebody in prayer. You're, you're getting closer to God by allowing the Spirit of God to do that for you and through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we all stand? Father, I love you. We love you. We worship you, oh God. We appreciate, God, everything, Lord, that you are doing in our lives and what you've done for us in our past. God, and we praise you, God, for what you're going to do in the future. Help us, God, to grow closer to you. Draw us in prayer, Father. Draw us in prayer. Help us to be led by your Spirit. Lord, minister unto us, God. Show us the will of God. Show us what you want us to do, God, in these last days. Help us to be a witness for you, to tell people how great you are and how much you love them. In Jesus' name, I'm going to open up these altars. If you want to come pray, please come pray. Please come pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.